Hello, I'm Derek. And I'm Peter. And this is The Mog. In this podcast, one of us suggests a beloved movie from our childhood for the other to watch, and then we talk about it. What made us laugh? What made us cry? And whether we should blame our parents or take it like men. Derek, <laughs> what's the movie today? The movie this week is The Toy. In 1982, it was made. And this is one of your beloved films. Yes. Um, and I got to apologize to you <laughs> for making you watch it. <laughs> because... I was surprised by this movie in many ways. <laughs> yeah, it's giving yeah. me a little bit of insight into you as a person. <laughs> I, I, I hope not. Because when I first sat down to watch it, I could not stop the horror on my face. <laughs> my wife watched as my face was transfixed with horror. At, Alicia and, watched too. Well, the, she she watched from a distance. Uh. She watched from a distance, and I got to say, I was regretting my decision <laughs> in the first five minutes. Well, first of all, it's it's definitely not a movie I would consider watching unless you told me to. It's five point eight on IMDb. And the the artwork is is really cheesy. It's Richard Pryor <laughs> blasted, <laughs> being puppeteered by Jackie Gleason. Uh, and... Oh my god! Yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't know how I, I. I can't. I I really don't even think I can tell you. What is the reason? Any why history you've, for you've this? Given this. The reason I I've um, picked this one is because it's one that I remember. Watching as a child and remembering it, um, and, and then in later life thinking, I remember I watched this movie called The Toy, yeah, with uh, with um, Richard Pryor in it, and I think I watched it a lot. <laughs> and now I can't, I, I don't know why it was on our shelves. What possessed my parents to even have a tape of it? Do you remember the first time you watched it? No. Wow. No, it, in fact, when the movie first came on, I realised that I just could not remember anything about this movie. Mm. I must skip the beginning when I was young, like just whenever it first started, I'd probably be off doing something else, and then the movie would start to commence, and I'd watch. I think the reason I liked watching this movie was because it had lots of toys in it. Yeah, that must have been the reason, because that's the that's the only justification I can give for putting you through this. So you must have been quite young then. Yeah, I guess so. Did yeah, you it must have did been. you have like a did it have an impact on your life more um, broadly? I've got notes. Just give me a sec. I'll pull up my notes. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Uh, Just a random film then. I think it's one of those things that has affected me subconsciously uh-huh. because watching it again did remind me of stuff i remember i used to like this film i remember there was a there's a scene in the toy store that i used to enjoy yeah watching it now all i can do is apologize (laughs) um yeah the humor is it's very awkward film do you know what i mean yeah i do i have comments but i'll add those later yeah, I think that um, it's your turn for the synopsis, okay. so I'll let you explain it. So the synopsis, very briefly, is uh, Richard Pryor's character, Jack Brown. He's a journalist, and he's about to lose his house unless he gets a job. Um, and desperate, he begins to, by getting a maid's job and dresses up as a woman. Um, 
Do you have memories of that as a child? I, I do, actually. <laughs> I remember. I, I the, he's got the this moustache. I know. <laughs> I know. It's completely <laughs> ridiculous. I know. It's, it's I love just, Richard Pryor. He's really great. Yeah. He's like, he was in um, See No Evil, Hear No Evil. And I remember seeing that as a kid. That was 1989. And that was him and um, Gene Wilder. Mm. So I'm a fan of Pryor. But this, I wouldn't say this is his greatest. <laughs> no, there's probably a reason most people have not heard of this film. And um, so th- then the child of um, his boss, after he got s- demoted to cleaner. Um, oh, and then he gets fired. Then he gets fired. But the child, Eric Bates, is promised that he can have anything in the toy store. So he spots Jack Brown goofing off. And he says he wants him as a sort of challenge to his father, perhaps, and a cry for attention. Do you have the exact quote for this? Oh, no, I don't. I do. He turns to one of the, <laughs> you know, the elderly gentleman that's looking after him. And he goes, I know what I want. I want the black man. <laughs> oh, and when they go up to him to let him know that he's been chosen for this suspicious job, they say, he'd like to take you home. <laughs> And he, he goes on about slavery. Know, he well. does. There's a lot of slavery jokes in this, at least to yeah. start with. And they, and they go, we don't want to buy you. We want to rent you for a while. <laughs> I guess this is a good starting point. That's the very basic premise of the film. And then he gets employed by the US Bates, is the father's name. And he's basically the, the child's toy. Yeah. Because he's so desperate for money. But, but um, go on. No, no, I, was, I think you are about to say what I was about to say. Oh, no, I was going on something else. Well, I was just going to say that that this has a, there's, you know, there is a meaning behind it. This is a story that has a message. Yeah. What message that is? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> go kind of lost. I, but, um, I, I think it's about a father's love for his child. Oh, absolutely, yes. And uh, and a, a complete stranger's love for <laughs> that man's child. <laughs> there was this really inappropriate scene where... Because I'm going to mention this like right now, straight up. Yeah. This is a remake of a French film called Le Jouet. Oh, really? And, yeah, it's 1976. And it's a very different film. It's made shot for shot for most of it. Like all the toy store stuff, that's all in there. But it's got a different ending and different emphasis and different humor. Oh, really? Yeah. And But one of the scenes they added in that isn't in the French original is the scene where the, the boy is asking Richard Pryor for love advice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Richard oh wearing this inappropriately God. short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and they're sitting on a cannon facing each other. Yeah. And he's telling this kid to jump the bones. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I didn't even I didn't even think about the canon reference either. I didn't connect the dots for that. But yeah, he just kept saying they did jump on the bones. Jump on the bones. Gosh. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, inappropriate stuff. But this was actually directed by Richard Donner, who is famous for the Goonies. Oh right. Yeah, and Lethal Weapon and Superman. So it's um some of that energy from the performance of the kid really came through for me. I think um, he did a good job. I think. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I, I don't think the movie was shot and edited 
well, it was particularly not edited very well because there was a lot of awkwardness between scenes. They oh, seemed yeah. very staged, like obviously, but but in such a way that the next scene felt like a completely it, it didn't flow from one scene mm. to the next. There's a bit where so probably just going back quickly to the synopsis after he becomes a toy it's all about how they form this friendship and the child who's a real you know brat and spoiled and a nuisance and he's he's um causing a lot of fuss for everyone around him because he's allowed to do whatever he wants because he's this billionaire's son but um jack brown is not having any of it the toy and uh, he kind of teaches him about the ways of the world in a in a very nice way, I guess. The yeah. kid plays pranks on him, and uh, the toy is often getting upset. But he seems to be very inconsistently getting upset. Like sometimes he decides that what just happened to him was really, um, it was just too far, going too far, and then other things. It's just like. It's just played for laughs. Yeah. And they're almost exactly the same thing. Oh, yeah, true. I should, yeah, finish the synopsis. So, US Bates, he's a media mogul and he's very corrupt morally. And the boy ends up teaming up with Pryor to make his own paper and he faces his own crisis of morality. You know, he's turning into his father in some ways by treating Pryor so badly. And he makes a sort of turnaround. Yeah. So, yeah. it is quite heartwarming in the end. Yeah, um, there's no resolution of the fact that the media mogul is just a really horrible, awful human being. <laughs> yeah. Like the resolution is so much more that he realizes, well, he knows he loves his son, but he, he can express it now. And the son can express that he loves his dad. But the son still knows that his dad is an evil asshole mm. and that the guy stays an evil asshole. It's just like, we're going to... We're going to go to Paris and London. That'd be great, won't it? Well, it's been Americanized because in the French film, there's it's actually a dark ending where the boy runs off and just hugs Jack's character and actually doesn't go back to the dad. Well, how does that work? He, he'd rather be with Jack than his own father. But what about the legal issues regarding well, that? Well, in the French film, he's not black, so... <laughs> I actually wasn't referring to that, but I guess that the, during that period of time, it probably would have been um, additionally difficult. But um, I was kind of more referring to the fact that he's a minor mm. and a minor may not get to choose to live with a complete stranger. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's darker ending. Like, there's, it's unresolved. It's not a happy ending. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but it sounds like it's the French version of a happy ending, though. <laughs> yeah. And so this American version, they've added sex and lots of it. <laughs> Did you remember any of that stuff with Fancy Bates? So much Bates? innuendo. So much innuendo. Sorry. With Did who? you remember any of that stuff with Fancy Bates? Is that a Fancy Bates? That's, That's the wife? It. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess some of it. I, I do remember that there's a... There's a scene where there's this portrait and the boy knows that if you click a particular button, the portrait of, of Fancy Bates, her clothes miraculously disappear. Mm, it's motorized. It's, mo it's motorized. And then it can go back and they're taking photos and stuff. It's, yeah, it's, it, there's so much about this film that's just so, 
it, it it's almost so inconsistent in terms of morals and uh, message and themes. It's just I don't even know where to start because it's. I should just describe to our listeners the fancy Bates character who is completely just all about the boobs. Every yeah. scene that she's in, she's just scantily clad and she's like lifting weights and she's just bum- bouncing around. <laughs> yeah, in a machine that just so happens to do nothing but bounce her around. Like yeah. that's that's a form of exercise. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's where you got your obsession from. From <laughs> early obs- age. My obsession with what, Derek? My milky, obsession milky. with what? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, uh, but also uh, I didn't think it was that much of an obsession. <laughs> yeah, they've added like the black audience as well as the other American thing in this. So there is like Richard Plyer's hamming it up a little bit. Yeah, he is He's, talking like they're straight up saying I can't get hired because I'm a black man. Yeah. And also, like, when he's coming onto Fancy Bates, you ready? Ready for what? The black experience. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I groaned so hard. I, I can't <laughs> even remember that, and I watched it the, only the other day. Well, when it's so that chaotic that I had to turn subtitles on. <laughs> and even the subtitles, ah. they couldn't, they gave up in parts because they're talking, but it's just no words. <laughs> no, can't be bothered. <laughs> they only managed. They only managed some of those more memorable lines. Oh God! Yeah, but well, I have I... to give credit to Donna because, like, in directing this chaos, it's with, with children especially. But he captures that energy. And there's one scene where he's like, they're in the, he's meeting his friend in a busy Pilates or whatever it is, fitness aerobics class. But he left like some of the laughing takes in and they had really good energy. Like he's Richard Pryor's obviously off script and he's just tickling the guy. Telling, <laughs> don't touch me, don't touch me. <laughs> they both laughing. But it made it into the film and I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Well, it was just, I think that was it. He must go off script and what he's saying and the way that people are supposed to be reacting to him are really incongruous. <laughs> It's just like he's supposed to be mad, but they're tickling each other. You know, it's supposed to be having an argument, and there's laughter and tickling. And, and it would have been so much chaos. Like the whole studio is filled with like a hundred people just doing aerobics, and then these two grown men, the black men, are just tickling each other, <laughs> laughing. But it made it into the film, so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it was probably the only take that they got. It was the best take. But there's some other nice humor. There was like it's very physical humor. Like it is with with Pryor. Like he gets a he gets a shot to the groin and he and he falls into the bear's crotch, <laughs> groaning. <laughs> and um, there's a whole Mister Magoo skit where he's riding around in his bike and you know he doesn't really he's got headphones on so he's like there's cars oh, and trucks yeah, like right. fly yeah, past yeah. and he doesn't realize. Yeah, it's but that's the thing like. At the beginning of the film, he's nothing but a goof. Like everything he does is just yeah, like the Mister Magoo. He he's completely inept. But as time goes on, suddenly there are times when he's supposed to be really mature, and he's like, uh, "Oh, you got to listen to this. I've got a really important message for you and your son." Mm-hmm. There and there's some bits in this film that are really dark too. Um, even though it's played for humor, there's a scene at towards the end when they're sitting in the office of U.S. Bates 
and uh, they've actually done a newspaper article and just handed it out to a thousand people about all the bad stuff that he does, mm. like firing people for having sweaty hands and that type of thing. And he goes, oh, look, I'll show you what reality really is. And he gets one of his employees in and he goes, I want you to take your pants down. Yeah. And uh, and the guy goes, do I have to? And he goes, well, you do if you want to keep your job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he does. And it's really awkward. The guy's looking really unhappy and awkward and everyone's looking and there's a bit of silence and it's all kind of awkward. And the guy's going, that's reality. Mm. And that's really like I know it's played for laughs in some ways but at the same time it's also well even like there was additional dialogue at the end of that where Richard Pryor asks him is it really that bad out there and he says yeah so I think there was some political stuff going on with that maybe as well Mm. that that times were tough yeah yeah and all the people in in the household are a bit broken the butler was one in a game and uh, he does. He drinks. He's constantly in every got scene. a martini. In yeah, his hand. he's got a martini. Drinks in every scene. The um, the nanny does nothing but scream and then try to have sex with uh, with Jack Brown. <laughs> she wants to wash him. <laughs> Found that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wash it's his dark so... skin because <laughs> she was Swiss or something. She was European. I, did she say that? Did she? I want to wash your dark skin. <laughs> yeah. Are you dark like that all over? Um, Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) See, this is the thing. Like you're describing, I've only watched it recently. You're describing stuff I can't actually remember the words that they use. Yeah, because it's just utter chaos. Just the diatribes that they have between us. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is one thing that I do remember from childhood, and that's the piranha scene where he goes, don't go into the lake, there's piranhas. And the guy's like, oh, I don't trust you. You're always lying and just trying to put me off. Oh, I can go in here and go for a walk and into the water and it's fine. Yeah. And then he gets bitten by piranhas and jumps out and it's all... Um, it's all. Um, but it's actually sped up, that scene, so it's all yeah, very comical. The, yeah, the comical speed up. And then when he comes out, he's got like a different set of clothes with all these piranha bites in <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he walks around for a while with um, with holes in his clothes. So there's some good sort of slapstick humor going on in this film. Yeah. I just noticed in my notes that, you you know, you're talking about the um, the cannonball discussion. They're sitting on the cannon, they're talking about um, the facts of life. I did write down one of the quotes. Uh, Don't worry about your thing. Keep it in your pants. You've got plenty of time for that. Oh, my God. (laughs) And his name, and they made a point of saying this, is Masturbates. And he giggles to himself. (laughs) Masturbates. (laughs) I I, I didn't even get that one up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I just... When, when I first started watching it and it just felt so awkward and it just I didn't find it funny to start with or anything and I, I was five minutes in and realizing that I've got an entire film to go wow. and you've already watched it so I have no choice I can't say look man let's pick something else yeah and then I thought well you know that's the point that's the point of what we're doing so um yeah I do yeah it was pretty interesting to see it again. I don't think I'm ever going to watch it again, but I'm glad that I did because it's um, so unexpectedly different from what I remember. And I don't remember much, but I don't remember half of what is in this film. Yeah. 
I found that one, like I always try and see the redeeming qualities. I yeah. really thought that uh, Scott Schwartz, the kid who played Eric Bates, he gave like pretty moving performances when he's reconciling with his dad and, you know, he's trying, yeah, trying to change his ways to, to become friends with um, Pryor. Mm. Those are really quite good performances. Yeah, he did do a really good job. I mean, even even right at the start. I mean, it's hard to make uh, a kid who's designed to be annoying at the start, um, but also you are supposed to empathise with him. Mm. And I think that you do kind of get some of that through all the chaos. Yeah, you definitely do. Like, yeah, by the end, you can see that he's sort of turned a leaf, especially when he's like very busy trying to put out the paper to bring bring justice to the workers of his father's empire. Yeah. The other thing that I, I um, noticed was that U- U.S. Bates, or U.S., as they like to call him. Um, <laughs> so fancy, it, she's from the South, and they pronounce, you know, they pronounce their words differently. They have more of a drawl. So when she says U.S., she says U.S., you ass. <laughs> one of the jokes. Uh, I did. Uh, they, they did have a like this really awkward scene where um, they were supposed to be telling a story about how they met, and it's all about you know how she was in a strip joint and he came along, and that's how they met, and he gave her a boob job and everything she wanted, <laughs> and also he spends half his time smoking in front of the kid. Oh yeah! Did you notice that? Like the you, the the Bates character, the dad, you know, it was like whenever he's walking around, the kid's right there, and he's just puffing away. Wow, I didn't notice that actually. Yeah, it's true. It's of that era, but I've been actually watching some like films around that era, like Blade Runner, and they're all smoking in that. <laughs> I guess because it's a noir film, this has got no excuse. <laughs> it's not so much the smoking; it's the smoking right in front of the kid mm. that kind of. Yeah, I thought, yeah, that's pretty. That's a Another good good moral lesson. There's a lot of moral lessons that I learned from well, this. I guess oh, they never really knew about it back then. This is 82. Yeah. It wasn't as such a big of a no-no. Well, uh, nicotine is not addictive. So, <laughs> yeah. So, are there any key takeaways for you from this? Um, yeah. It's really hard with this one. I can't say I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it's a bit tough to watch at times but i was moved by the performance of the child and how he he overcame his own prejudices against his father and i thought that was pretty moving i don't did he overcome his prejudices or was he able to just tell his dad that he loved him well it was all very done very quickly in the last scene yeah so then you never know, I guess. But like nothing, I guess the thing is that they now are able to talk to each other and express themselves. But that doesn't mean that the relationship is going to be hunky-dory in the future. Well, which is why I was sort of, I was more in line with the French version where there's nothing resolved. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that makes, that rings truer to me because if he is such an asshole of a dad, of course his son's not going to be close to him. But the American version needs a happy ending. Yeah, and lots, lots of boobs and the black, the black audience. <laughs> there is a, there is a great scene towards the end as well where you know they've kind of all made up, and um, the dad goes up to uh, Richard Pryor and says, uh, 
next next year it's gonna be one week with me and one week with you <laughs> the kid, yeah thinking the dad the dad the dad splits even between his own child <laughs> and that's one week out of a whole year yeah, as well yeah that's all i could take <laughs> so how would you now rate this film after seeing it again i guess when when you're a kid i think there are some films that you love and there are some films that you have decided that you love because you remember them and you watch them a lot. Uh, this is the latter. Definitely uh, watching it again, I would rate it as I don't think I'll ever watch this again or recommend it to anyone. Yeah. But it is good to do a podcast about. As a warning. <laughs> yeah. The, I guess the, the, only, the only reason I would suggest anyone watch it is if you just want to understand the pain that I have subjected Derek to. <laughs> I would recommend uh, See No Evil, Hear No Evil, 1989. Um, that's Richard Pryor at his, at his best, I think. He's got Gene Wilder. Oh, really? is, um, Gene Wilder is, bli- is um, deaf and, and Richard Pryor is blind and they team up and like, it's just hilarious. It's really good. It's like, it's all about physical comedy. Which is what right. he does well. I'll have to watch it. And this kind of forced him into a role that he wasn't really, you know, he was not like a. a yeah, he, a role he wasn't model. really. A, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You gotta. <laughs> just jump on his bones. Oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I guess we should leave it uh, at that. Yeah, we are reality. And. Uh, you know, just keep it in your pants. <laughs> so, what film do we have next? It's one of mine. I sh- I should tell it. It's um yeah, please do. Phantom Tollbooth. Ah, oh, yes. It's part animation, part live action. I'm looking forward to that because you speak very highly of it. Uh, yeah, it's a massive part of my childhood. So yeah. And I don't really know anything about it, so ah, oh, should be yeah. good. And just as a footnote, we've changed from the throwback to the mog. Yeah. Because the throwback was actually taken by about a thousand <laughs> other people. <laughs> we thought it was an awesome yeah. name, but then we googled it and no, no that's right. Uh, if you if you found us by looking up the throwback, we are surprised. <laughs> but thanks so much for listening. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, have a good one. See you, Derek. See you, Peter. Insert catchphrase here. Catchphrase here. Whoops. You stopped. I am now.